It's the State of Sound podcast from NC State University Libraries. I'm Jason Evans-Growth, digital media librarian, and we're here with yet another preview of an exciting festival taking place right here in the Research Triangle region of North Carolina. Slingshot, an international festival of music and electronic arts, is, according to their press, a categorically inclusive event highlighting a range of dance, electronic, forward-thinking pop, and experimental music from around the world. State of Sound Podcast HQ team member Maddie Jeanette got on Zoom with the festival's director, Kai Riedel, to talk more about the festival and to preview some of the acts for this year. If you want to know more about tickets, dates, and times, check out slingshotfestival.com. But right now, here's Maddie with the story. My name is Maddie, and I love electronic and experimental music, and that's why I'm so excited to tell you guys about Slingshot Music Festival in Durham. On October 6th and 7th, I interviewed Kai Riedel, the founder of the festival, and we talked a lot about what is the festival, what type of music plays at the festival, why should you come to the festival, and all that. We're gonna put some background music in this podcast, just some like electronic music from some of the artists that will be performing like we've done in our previous podcast, but I will say Kai was outside when this was recorded, so there is some ambient noises. We got some birds chirping. At one point, a train comes through and it's pretty loud, but it's in the spirit of like ambient electronic experimental music, which is exactly what this festival is, which is why I'm so glad to talk about it because I love that type of music. Okay, so let's get to know Kai. I played in bands in the late 90s. Uh, here. I'm from Athens, Georgia. Athens has a rich history of, you know, DIY music, uh, bands that have kind of made names for themselves and kind of pioneers in rock. I was doing a PhD in ethnomusicology and having played in bands for years and known the music industry and everybody was kind of thinking that South by Southwest was kind of a pain in the ass to get to. They were kind of tired of going out there. And I was like, we should start our own thing right here in Athens. And we'll do it the week before South by Southwest. So all these bands will come through and yada, yada, yada. And so that's the name where Slingshot came from. We would Slingshot from Athens to Austin. I didn't know it was going to stick this long. So started uh, Slingshot on like a $2,000 Kickstarter and a few friends that wanted to play. Uh, And it kind of took off because Athens is a great place that people want to contribute, people want to play, people want to come to Athens to play, and it just worked out that the clubs were on board, the bands were on board, and so we had our first slingshot, I think it was in 2013, yeah, 2013, um, here in Athens, and then the rest is a little bit history. We had our own kind of South by Southwest ecology here. And it, it also had a, a little more future-focused leaning, if you will. Um, we kind of wanted to bring things that were new to Athens and kind of push the creative culture forward. So that's how it happened. I ended up dropping out of my PhD program and then just doing Slingshot from that point forward. So Slingshot got its beginnings in Athens in 2013. 
Over the years that it was in Athens, it hosted a lot of artists from all across different genres, whereas now that it's in Durham, it focuses more on electronic. Some of the artists that they've had in Athens over the years include Jamie XX, Washed Out, Crystal Castles, Will Be the Based God, Angel Olsen, White Reaper, so lots of artists from all across uh, the different genres. But Slingshot later would end up moving to Durham. After 2016, I was asked to come be the executive producer of Moogfest, so I came um, because Slingshot's mission and Moogfest's mission kind of were similar. Uh, they asked me to come up and run Moogfest, basically. And so I did, and that's what brought me to Durham. Moogfest ran from 2016 to 2019. This was four years in Durham. And then uh, Moog, the parent company, decided to stop doing the festival. And then also we had COVID. And at the, at the at, towards the end of the COVID, people were kind of asking me like, hey, what are you gonna do next? because Durham's an up-and-coming place. We loved what Moogfest was doing. We want our own music festival. I was like, well, I've got Slingshot <laughs> that I was doing in Athens. And so I kind of rebooted Slingshot in 2021. Being part of a bigger city, especially the Triangle in general, um, kind of gave us a, I don't know, a new, a new kind of like tap into Northeast culture a little bit, even though it's not the Northeast. But, you know, and still people from Georgia come up as well. So it, I think it was a, a logical move. So that's why we did it, you know. The venue that it occurs at, The Fruit, is the coolest venue in the world. I think it's my favorite music venue I've ever been to before because it isn't exactly a music venue. It's more of an event space. They don't just have concerts shows there they also have artist markets and flea markets and vendors and stuff like that the reason that it's called the fruit is because the building that it is which is more like a warehouse was used in the 1920s to store fruit in and various other produce they had like giant coolers in there to keep the fruit cold so you know that if your music festival is happening in what used to be a giant fruit cooler that it's going to be awesome it's just a really cool spot and if you've never been to the fruit i think that slingshot would be an amazing first show to go to there the fruit is pretty big and i believe at slingshot they have three or four different stages set up across the layout of the fruit you could honestly have a good time just going to like check out the venue alone it's just a really cool place you can kind of bring it back to some stuff I was talking about Athens as far as like DIY culture, creative culture, and you know, it it, it may not be, you know, the highest state of the art place, but it, it has this culture of um, diversity and bringing people together and, and, you know, letting events kind of make it what they want it to be. So it's kind of a blank slate in a lot of ways. Um, and, it, you know, it kind of represents you know, it's a strange thing to say right now, but like old Durham, you know, what? even though it's it's been around for, it's maybe not old, old Durham, but what Durham was in the later teens, you know, and a little more creative culture support, a little more risk-taking, and, you know, it has kind of, 
for, for, for me, it has kind of a warehouse vibe that you find in bigger cities that you wish you could find in the Triangle. So, so that's one reason we love working there. I want to focus on the type of artists that are playing the festival and the overall sound that the festival wants to achieve. So I asked Kai what type of artist he looks to book for the festival. When you think about who's kind of composing new kind of styles of music, a lot of people are doing that in the electronic music space, if you will. And so um, we try to bring kind of a, a mix of people. One is people that are kind of ambitious with sound, trying to do new things with sound, and are great performers. Um, the other aspect would be like people that are focused more on dance music and kind of what that model of music can do for crowds and the kind of, uh, I was going to say, kind of postmodern aspect of, of dance music, meaning where it just collapses a lot of different styles and genres into one, if you will. You know, a lot of us are kind of follow what happens in Europe a good bit. And so some, a lot of like European music is kind of electronic music based. And, you know, people like to dance, I think, definitely post-pandemic people are in need of community, they're in need of like uh, a reason to kind of get outside their head, off their screen, you know. So now I would like to cover three specific artists that are playing the festival that I'm really excited about. First up, we're going to talk about Hiroko Yamamura. The music that you're hearing right now is actually an excerpt from her set at Slingshot last year. And the set that you're hearing is actually pretty significant because it was the first time that Boiler Room recorded a set in North Carolina. Kai is going to talk a bit about what that is, but think of it kind of as like the audio tree of electricity electronic music, except in Audio Tree, artists will come to the Audio Tree studios in Chicago. Boiler Room travels all around the world recording various DJs and electronic music sets. Spoiler Room started, gosh, must have been a decade ago. They, they videoed the whole, uh, the sets, they put the sets out. If you haven't been able to see some of your favorite artists in the DJ space, you can pull up these sets and see them do a whole event. They never had been to North Carolina before, so we brought them to North Carolina to broadcast a show, and we, we curated the lineup with them. And it's, gosh, it's like an old-school rave situation. <laughs> I guess it's just like become a, uh, a platform for the diversity of electronic music out there. We had Hiroko Yamamura play last year. Her set has like 1.7 million hits or something like, you know, it's, it's, it's huge. And so she's going to come back this October and do another set that just is the most integrated, stylistically, punk rock, UK, Europe, Chicago mashup of dance music you've ever heard. you're listening to right now is Shaolin Mantis by Marina Hairloop, another artist that will be performing at Slingshot this year. I absolutely love her music. It's definitely some of the most unique and interesting music I think I've ever heard in my life. She's been described as a pianist because she was classically trained as a pianist, but as you can tell from the song, her music, uh, it really, it's one of those artists where the voice is the instrument and she uses all sorts of voice 
augmentation and other stuff like that to just create this really interesting otherworldly type of music. There is a woman who performs, her name is Marina Hairloop. She's coming from Spain to perform. She's only doing three shows in the States. One of them is at Slingshot, so I would definitely not miss that. final artist that I would like to talk about is Kate Envy. She is from Russia and I actually saw her perform at Duke Coffee House for their annual Brickside Music Festival. She was, I think, the last artist to perform around 1 a.m. and everyone was pretty tired, but she went up there and put on an amazing show. She just, you can tell she has a lot of fun performing and making music and she loves to dance. She had a huge smile on her face the entire time and it was pretty infectious. She got Got all of us in the crowd to dance along as well, even though it was 1 a.m. and we were all quite tired. A song that's playing right now is called Confessions at the Dinner Table, and it's off her album Wow, which was released earlier this year in March. She just puts on a really fun show, really fun to watch, play live. She does all her noises and stuff live. She has all these keyboards and boards, and she just goes around hitting buttons on them and making all these fun sounds, and it's just an awesome time. So I'm super excited to see her again live at Slingshot. On the top level of the lineup, it's mostly female. You know, it's it's kind of found its natural footing as far as like having a diverse crowd, diverse performers in Durham and the Triangle. So it's bringing some things to, the, to North Carolina that not many people get to see, um, which I've always enjoyed. That's one reason I did it in Athens for long, because, so long, because I wanted you know, the people that were here to experience things they would never come across in their daily routine, you know, here in Athens or, or in Durham as well. So that's that's one of my greatest joys to do that. And I think we're going to show a film also on Pauline Oliveros, who is an early electronic music pioneer and things like that. So if you, if you wanted to understand the scope of electronic music, you could come see this film. You could come see some of these performers that are kind of inspired by her, if you will, and then you could dance the night away as long as you want to. <laughs> I hope you've learned a bit about Slingshot as well as a few of the artists that will be performing, and I hope you want to attend now, and I hope you do, and I hope you have a great time. There aren't really any other music festivals in the Triangle that focus so much on new, interesting, experimental, electronic artists um, in the way that Slingshot does. So I'm really excited to go. I hope you guys are as too. And thank you so much, Kai, for agreeing to be on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the State of Sound podcast. The Slingshot Music Festival takes place on October 6th and 7th, 2023 at The Fruit in Durham. Check out slingshotfestival.com for more artist and ticketing information. This podcast was produced by the State of Sound podcast HQ team at NC State University Libraries. Namely, Elizabeth Esser, Maddie Jeanette, and me, Jason Evans-Growth. Maybe we'll see you at Slingshot Festival, but we'll definitely see you on the next episode of the State of Sound podcast. Thank you.